0: Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to the Chain Movers Podcast. Took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back. Today, we'll be talking about a lot. I'm going to quickly break down some of the different stuff that I loved about last season, didn't like about last season, what I kind of predicted. But we're also going to get into this quarterback scenario. There's so many uh, drama, line-out, play-out scenarios that are going on right now. And it's exciting. I love it. And uh, we're going to break down... Couple different opportunities that could really be some game changer Super Bowl contender playouts. Uh, let's get going. Let's do it. Man, feels good to be back on the other side of a pandemic where it seems like there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Things may not ever be the same, but. I was, I honestly didn't even think there was going to be a football season. I really, whenever they shut the country down, it was a man. I can't even put into words how awesome it was whenever the NBA came together and put together the bubble. That's what spun things in the right direction. And I, I'm. I don't really. I'm not a huge fan of the NBA. I watch it, follow it a little bit, but they sacrificed a lot to make that happen. Hats off to those guys. But this football season, it was crazy how I it played out. Still, almost exactly how I thought it would. There was a couple teams that really kind of blew it. A lot of injuries. I don't know if that had to do with the short offseason. But when you think about the Tom Brady signing, I mean, that I knew wherever he went, it was going to be a game-changer. There's um, no way around that. I was wanting him to go to the Niners because I felt like that was what they needed. But if he'd have went to the Niners, it would have been a waste of a year for him because the whole defense ended up getting decimated early. Um... Still think Garoppolo's not the guy. I mean, there's so there's so many things going on just around the quarterback situations that a couple trades and several teams instantly have a better shot. Um, you know, whenever you talk about last season, the Bengals. I really wanted to see them trade down and not take Joe Burrow. Guess what they did? And I, I, you know, I know football. Lots of injuries happen all the time. They didn't have the line to protect that guy. I said it. They, they don't have a line. They don't really have much of a D. Like they literally did not. It's you can't put everything on one person and expect him to do it. And he was just not. He didn't have time. The receivers just... I mean, they, they played great in certain games, a lot of one-possession games, but when they played top-tier playoff-caliber squads, they just got blown out, and it wasn't even close. And whenever you take a number-one pick and you do that, And you know you don't have a line. You know, Mixon hasn't played much. What do you got? They could have added three, four, five different players to add depth. And when you see somebody go down and get hurt, It's never, you know, you never want to see it. But, like, I've seen it coming. Like, what did you, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I hate to say I told you so, but, man, damn. I mean. It's crazy because some organizations are starting to figure it out. Like the Browns, man. Yes. 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 Baker Mayfield. Fuck. I wish you wouldn't have called that. That timeout. If we go back to when Mahomes was injured. The Browns were rallying. Had the fucking... Had the Browns driving. Got a couple first downs. From what I remember, they were about midfield. Maybe even on their 40. And then he steps up to the line... On first down, looks at the defense, and it the Chiefs were on their heels. Um, and he called the timeout. And then the Chiefs strategized, came up with a game plan, made him kick the field goal. And then... They just... They didn't... My whole, I bet... I bet Baker Mayfield never thought that he wouldn't get the ball back because the backup was in for the Chiefs. That game was theirs. They needed a touchdown on that drive. And when you call that timeout, I mean, you got to you got to know, you got to be hitting the gas pedal. You're count you're facing the the clock. I mean, that defense is amazing. The Browns played phenomenal. And Baker Mayfield in that moment kind of froze up when he called that timeout. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he would have thrown an interception or that he committed a turnover or something. You never really know. But when he called that timeout, it's kind of like the hidden moment where the momentum kind of stalled out. That's the way I felt about it. And. I wish that he would have just kept going though. Like that. That's where you hit the gas pedal and keep going. But. um, The Packers man. Again. I mean. How many times are you going to go. 13 and 3. And not have gone to the Super Bowl in, what, 15 years, 10 years, what was it, 2011 or 12, whenever they won, I don't, I'm not 100% sure, but still, it's beginning of Aaron Rodgers since, <laughs> been a while, and uh JJ J. Watt signing with the Cardinals, I really I honestly really thought that he was going to the Packers or the Steelers. Those are the two I felt like JJ Watt was going to I mean I don't know. I just don't I don't really get the whole taking money over a ring, a chance for a ring. I mean, that's kind of I would be playing to win it as many titles as many games as I can. How many millions of dollars do you need? I think I've said that. I still feel that. I mean, I don't. I don't know. But when you look at the situation now that's played out since Stafford's now gone out of Detroit and getting his chance at the Rams, I really feel like there. There's a couple scenarios that I would like to see play out. I think that one of two things. I would like to see the Niners either go after uh, Bridgewater and draft, like, Fields. Or, you know, they don't have to sell the farm on Deshaun Watson. I don't... I don't know what you would have to give up to get Deshaun Watson It And they don't... They don't... There's several – I feel like there's – we just need a capable quarterback. Like, Jimmy was one throw away from winning us a touchdown and couldn't make it. And Kyle Shanahan knows he can't make the throws. He doesn't He doesn't trust him in the key moments. We got to move on from Garoppolo and get somebody different. I mean, even if it's just like, you know, they said one more year, so they – are they I, – I just – I want us to get somebody with some mobility, like Fields. I got several friends that just aren't big on Ohio State quarterbacks. I think that each person's different, you know, each situation's different. With with the team that is centered around whoever we take, you don't have to do a lot, you know. Like we could even take Drew Brees, like, and this is kind of, you know something that I'd like to throw out there, what if we take Drew Brees and let Fields or, you know, one of those other guys, what if we get a Fields and a, you know, a a guy like Aaron Rodgers, trade for him or get a, a Drew Brees because I think the dominoes are going to fall where, you know, Shifting up, some, the Panthers are going to pay big money for somebody, and it's—I don't think it's going to turn out well. They're not going to be able to keep them long term. But they're like the the kid with the—they're uh, like the kid with the four dollars and and change, you know, in the jar, and they, they're going to go spend it all on candy the first chance they get. They're, they're itching. They—they they got the hole in their pocket. They just—they've been clearing house. They got rid of. Boston who's an amazing safety. I hope he ends up on a good squad. Um wild. They're just trying to clean they really they're probably aggressively thinking they're gonna get uh Deshaun Watson. But since Keekly left they haven't had much of a defense. I I think they gotta put together, you know, getting ready one of your the best safeties in the league in Boston. Um I just don't I don't see their team coming together. Um I think that there's a lot better fits for Deshaun Watson than um I'd like to see him either go to a contender or do a complete rebuild, you know, with Salah at the Jets. I think that'd be a beautiful thing watching him. You know, he was wanting that in the beginning is to play with Salah, which would have been so awesome if he could have somehow stayed at the Niners, you know, and bring Deshaun there and just... But Salah deserves a head coaching shot. So it would be cool as a little subplot story to see them build something together. You know, that, that could be a great little dynasty. That's where he wants to go. Just like Dak. I think Dak's going to go to the Redskins. Whenever he uh, liked and followed the Redskins and then unfollowed him or whatever, I, I think... Zach's going to the Redskins. I think Russell Wilson's going to end up at Dallas. They're going to have a crazy rivalry, which will be great for that crappy-ass division. You know, I don't know what in the world the Eagles are going to do. They seem like a fucking mess, and I hope uh, their quarterback competition of Jalen Hurts and whoever else, I mean wins getting out there is the best thing for him, that's exciting, I'm, you know, if Marlon Mack and Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, can two-head monster, if he can come back, then they, that's one of the best, it just depends on which wins you're getting, I guess, I don't, I just couldn't believe what I was even what I've even been watching. I've always liked Wentz. I think that he gets, you know, he's had the bad rap of getting hurt. You know, I, I think that that's always kind of bothered him since the playoff year. Whenever they won the Super Bowl and it was Foles, he kind of deteriorated from that. I don't know if it was like from the inside him like doubting himself or other people chirping of we won. A title and it was with you on the bench and you're taking all that money. I don't know what it was but man there's was, was no talent uh, I don't it just man it was a mess and it was just the player that he was whenever he was that MVP. It was like two years ago. Three years ago and that player was bad Bad, 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 bad. Uh, It's hard to watch. The entire NFC East was garbage. Garbage. It was some of the worst football. And the Giants, I mean... The Giants and the Jets have been making some of the weirdest draft picks and choices, like, out of, like, they remind me of the Raiders of, like, the early 2000s. And, you know, taking Darius Hayward Bay over Michael Crabtree and some of those other weird, uh, take these certain skill set players that are really limited on what they can do Um, I mean I'm not sold on Daniel Jones I mean if you look at the division just in general it's boring you know And Washington's defense is the most exciting thing to watch in the entire division. You know, with Dak, I don't know what's going on. I don't think he's going to play another down as a a Dallas Cowboy. He goes to Washington, things change. That team instantly becomes very competitive with a top-ten quarterback like Dak who's motivated and a little pissed off with a chip on his shoulder. Uh... I mean, as, if, let's say Russell Wilson does go to the Cowboys, that becomes a little bit more of an exciting thing to watch, but Dallas's defense is trash. Dak wasn't the problem. I mean, their offense wasn't the best, you know, like, I think they didn't have the right balance between Dak throwing the ball and Zeke running the ball, and... I think that balance shift from whenever they first started together to what it turned into a Dak throwing for all them yards is not the right, it wasn't the right switch, but that defense was the problem. They couldn't stop a damn, they couldn't couldn't have stopped They couldn't have stopped anybody with a stop sign or a stoplight. They could have had. They could have had entire Dallas Metro out there with them at, with their defense. 400,000 cops out there, and they still couldn't have stopped them. Nothing. I don't know if the. Uh, head coaching hire from Green Bay really paid off the way that they wanted it to. Uh, His first year, year one, so we'll see, but um, it don't look so good. I mean, whenever you're watching Andy Dalton, Dallas, that was seriously some of the most unwatchable football of all time, just one player different. <laughs> it's the same damn team. And they went from being a good team, not great, a, a, a pretty good team, to seriously pedestrian, unwatchable, pathetic football. Like, it is like taking shards of glass and stabbing my fucking eyes out. Like, I couldn't... Like, it's worse watching those Cowboys than watching Indy, any Andy Dalton Cincinnati team. That was the, the worst Andy Dalton, the worst... I, they just weren't a good match, period. For some reason, they didn't... It was awful. Uh, but back to... You know, that division in general, it's going to take some sort of a trade shaking that division up. So that's why I see if Dak leaves and he goes someplace else, I do see it going to Washington, which their defense is amazing. So Russell Wilson trying to score against Washington with Dak with a chip on his shoulder. I see that being... One of the bigger matchups, if if that if that were to happen, because Daniel Jones and I mean I, I don't we don't know a whole lot of uh, enough about you know Jalen Hurts to see how he would be, but man, you don't. There's no way you would be able to compete with a Russell Wilson and a uh, Dak Prescott with the. That with Washington's defense. Um, you know, whenever you look at these new teams, and then, I mean, Urban Meyer with Lawrence, I wish he had a veteran that he could play ahead of him so he could heal from this surgery. Uh, Jags got a couple good receivers, and, you know, but I just with the scandal going on with that, uh, racism going on with the, uh, coaching hire. And then he stepped down, uh, talking about he vetted him and stuff. I just, I'm over, I was excited at first kind of with the whole urban Meyer hire at Jacksonville, but I'm already over it. I, I, uh, I don't even want to see Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence go there. I, I just, I'm kind of it was just bad timing with all of it. It was just the, all of the politics and the... It, it just seemed insensitive, and I just, like... Off, right off the get-go. Right off the get-go. Next. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, when you look at... The bouncing around and the this, the the wildness of this season, you know, it's it's crazy how many quarterbacks could be shifted and moved and traded and you know, Darnold, who's one of the youngest quarterbacks in the entire NFL, like, hasn't really had a chance yet. Like, hasn't had COVID protocol had best players on defense leave and you know Adams and Le'Veon Bell left and like it is just like there's been nothing there no nothing for him to prove himself like what in the world are you gonna do with nothing as a like a 20 year kid 21 year old 20 20 21 year old kid a coaching staff that seems incompetent, and they're already ready to move on. Send him to San Francisco. Send him to fucking Pittsburgh. That God, I can't even imagine what they're thinking with Ben Roethlisberger. Like four years ago, I picked him up in like uh, the very last round of a fantasy football championship, and he ended up top ten. That was when they had Le'Veon and Antonio Brown. This is not that Big Ben. When when Big Ben at this stage of his career is throwing seventy passes, I think that was yeah, it's like sixty-eight or sixty-nine passes in the last playoff game. Like, what kind of football is that? Like that is not when you think of Steeler football. You don't think of... That's like Detroit football. You know? That's like Jameis Winston, Tampa Bay Buccaneer football. You don't win that way. And if they don't sign... Maybe an Aaron Jones... Or... Really, like, two or three running backs. Like, they need... Connor is a injury prone stable running back player. Like he needs to be stacked in. He's great, but he needs to be coming in in a rotation. He needs 15-20 touches a game, maybe some catches, some runs, but he's not a in the trenches guy. And there's nothing that you could tell me to convince me of that uh, he's not brittle. But like Pittsburgh football is ground and pound, so you need to maybe sign Mark Ingram and just rotate. I, I don't know. You got to have some sort of uh, plan for when if he goes down again. He's gone down every year he's been in the league, and. I just... I don't understand if Big Ben doesn't restructure his deal, what the hell they plan on doing. Like, I'm pretty sure that's why J.J. didn't... chose not to go there with his brothers, is he's like, yo, y'all are choosing Big Ben again. That's your plan. It just wasn't... I, I... I feel... Right now, with their roster and with what I've seen over the last few years and with their game style, until I see them draft a running back and start running again, I feel like they have a 0% chance of winning their division even. The Browns are so good on defense, and they own them at the end of the year, and I feel like they're going to improve – and get better because of how young Baker Mayfield is. And he's finally seems like he's got his head on his shoulders. The first year he was great, dropped off year 2, came back year 3 like a boss. And I just don't I just don't really see that Big Ben's going to step up and improve at this point in his career when he's just shown that he's really just not been that dedicated to it and he just wants to go out there and improv and gunsling, which is fine. You know, he wins his 10 games a year, plays his six, seven bad games a year, you know, 9-7, and and 10-6, and throws, you know, 35 touchdowns and 20 picks. And then in the playoffs, whenever they play against a great defense, he throws five interceptions and they're bounced out in the first round. i just don't even think they'll make it i mean with all of the moves that some of these teams are making if deshaun goes to a quality team you got patrick mahomes coming back you got you know the colts you got the dolphins looking good you know with all of the opt-in players and belichick having cam newton probably again coming back i mean you don't think that they're gonna be in it um you know, in your division, you're going to lose the Browns. And then the Ravens are probably going to be hardcore back up there again. They're going to figure out their issue from last year. They didn't have a solid step up. Um, they just need bigger wide receivers. I think that was the big problem with them. But, you know, when you look at that whole division and the Titans and, you know, the Colts and you just you look at the whole division in the AFC and you know teams like the Chargers that lost so many one possession games you know and Herbert coming back from year two and the, the Raiders looking good uh, it's just I just feel like you're drowned like drowned in in talent and you're you're Hashkins is your 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 backup plan? Like I don't get it. I don't understand it. Cut your losses. Search for something else, either in the draft or in free agency. Sign a one-year deal and a draft pick. I mean, then, like, let it be a competition that way. Don't it's something exciting like, who's it gonna be? Mason Rudolph, uh, sign a Teddy Bridgewater and a Hashkins, or maybe pick up somebody in the draft or whatever. But whenever you cut out $41 million, $44 dollars million or whatever, Roethlisberger is gonna be in the cap. You free up some room for some noise in other ways and you give yourself a little bit of a fighting chance to make up and sign somebody else if you, you know, get a Bridgewater in maybe. He seems like he would be perfect if you got a couple running backs in Bridgewater. Do something different. Shake it up. Um, The Vikings, you know, I really do feel like the Vikings... I called it over and over and over, you know, with this, with this quarterback, big money for... I've never liked Kirk Cousins. I mean, the one thing I will say about Kirk Cousins, I'll give him a little shout-out. Uh, week 17, he had, the like, the best game of his career, and he helped win me my fantasy football. Only time I've ever played Kirk Cousins, so came through hardcore for me in week 17 uh is irrelevant though that's the thing he plays w- good when it's irrelevant like whatever uh their fight touchdowns or whatever it was in week 17 whenever they're out 100 games in their division uh i don't i totally uh, where did they go Diggs, losing Diggs was bigger than they want to admit. I mean, wow, look at what he did for the Bills. It was one of the best stories of the whole entire year. If you keep Diggs, get rid of Kirk Cousins. You can sign Teddy Bridgewater instead for... Less than half the money, and now you've got Phelan, Diggs, and you got Justin Jefferson. When you throw in Dalvin Cook, that is some um that would be one of the most explosive offenses. Instead, they got Kirk Cousins and they got rid of Diggs. People can say whatever they want about how much you're going to pay a quarterback, how much you're not going to pay. Is he top 10 or not? Because if he's not, I'm searching for the top 10. I would rather play it with literally a rotation of young quarterbacks that haven't had a chance or somebody that's, you know, been buried on a depth chart. Give them a shot, then play, you know, year four or five of the of the guy that gets hurt by week three every year, Jimmy Garoppolo. Last four years. You've been hurt by week two or three, every, three out of four years. How are you going to win like that? They said that he, he wins... of his games. Okay. Three out of four years he's not out there to play. Corny ass slogan, but you gotta your best of your best ability is availability. I don't like him. I never did. Belichick. It would be so cool if we could trade him back. We could run our offense with Cam Newton. Our offense would work with Cam Newton. Let's trade him for Cam Newton. And since Cam's so bad, give us a couple picks. Give us the second round or whatever. Like, something. I I would take Cam. I'm not a big fan of Cam, but if we get Cam and say Bridgewater... Or Cam in a draft pick. I, I've already said, I, I like Justin Fields. I think I hope that's who we go after. Uh, Mel Kuyper. Ever since Mel Kuyper uh, had us going up and getting him. I don't care who we got. If we keep Garoppolo, that, I think that's our plan. Get somebody young like a, a, a Justin Fields. And, of course, is going to be hurt by week two or three. Like, every other year and then he gets his shot you know and if he don't work out he doesn't work out but it's the hope thing you know if you know somebody's not your guy why waste trying somebody else another year like don't what hold, why hold off you're in a league where you're dominated by excellence dominated Patrick Mahomes goes out there and you know you could drop him on almost any roster and he instantly makes that a Super Bowl contender so if you have a shot let's say Justin Fields is just like Mahomes just like you know the dynamic that you see in Kyler Murray If you have a good coaching staff and a good defense and you can insert him and play to his strengths and let him grow and he can do some of those things with just natural instinct and ability, why not go for it over somebody that's a fucking statue that you have no faith in and you're just going to waste another year? It makes no sense. And offense is, you can't, can't do it giving up the farm for Deshaun I don't feel like I mean I want us to have him I think that, that would we would be a great fit but not if we have to give up like Bosa and Fred Warner and this guy and fucking Kittle and a first round pick like there's so many like our 49ers defense when we get everybody back we can let go of Sherman because he was so limited after his injury on speed. He was a great cover corner, but he is, like, not able to keep up. You know, you're certain offenses that we – you just – you can't keep up with a Tyree kill or, a, you know, you can't – you. You don't have the 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 speed to keep up with the cuts of these fast four two receivers that are I mean, there's some rosters that have several. Several. So like you can't it's not like you can just say, okay, well we'll get one corner that will match up on the fast guy. Because now it's like you gotta, you gotta, the you gotta man up and play two deep safeties. the The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Oakland Raiders showed how you're gonna have to play against the Mahomes of the world. These fast, flashy offenses. You gotta man up on them, punch them in the mouth a little bit, and make them run for the damn life. You can't, you can't sit back and coverage and like let them run around for an hour and Tyreek Hill, you know, break four different cuts and go deep. Like you, you gotta, you gotta go up in his face. And that's why I really thought that the Packers were going to do something for Aaron after saying that we want to do whatever it takes to keep Aaron Rodgers drafting Jordan Love, not letting him go for it after his MVP season with the year on the line, we're gonna punt a ball to Drew Brees or we're gonna punt a ball to Tom Brady that just has to get a first down. Really? And then probably the one of the best DNs of all time. Hands down. Hall of future Hall of Famer. And you're not gonna find a way to make 15 million for him? That's what he wanted. I mean Fuck it, do it. You you realize what Tampa Bay did, right? I don't know. I'm excited to see what they're gonna do in this draft. But they're not sending a lot of signals to Aaron of Faith, and he's just kind of hanging on. I'm excited to see what Drew Brees does though. I mean the new video that he just had of him coming out doing the sleigh, doing that driving this the sled. And a little comments. I wouldn't mind seeing him go someplace like Washington, someplace like Miami, maybe. Maybe a uh, it'd be kind of a crazy storyline to see him go to the Patriots and, and uh, win a Super Bowl. Him up at the, him at the uh, New England Patriots and him up against uh, Tom Brady at the Bucks, That will be a twist crazy storyline of having Breeze and Brady up against each other uh, and switching uh, Tom Brady going to NFC and uh, Breeze going to AFC. Uh, it'd be kind of funny. Uh, I don't know. There's so, there's so many storylines right now, you know, and I think the one that everybody's kind of not really paying attention to is Winston you know was he hidden on purpose because they brought him out in the playoffs to throw that pass instead of um, Drew Brees throwing that pass or Taysom Hill Taysom Hill was like the backup and it made me wonder why in the world Jameis is not out there if they depend on him if they believe in him Was it that they didn't want to lose him in free agency like they did with Bridgewater? I mean, what's the, you know, I don't know. There's so many games there. But I really do want to see Russell Wilson go somewhere else. You know, it seems like it's been the same song and dance with them. want the Niners it would be sweet if the Niners would step up and get him it'd be kind of a a crazy twist but like it's not crazy to think that there won't be a double shuffle you know of maybe you know somebody going to one team and then making a trade and that's The trade was just a prequel to try to get Bridgewater, you know? There's going to be so many moving pieces and so many uh, scenarios play out that it may not be a one-part story. It may be if, you know, Bridgewater wants to go to the Jets. There's no—it may not be that— the Texans can work out any kind of a trade with the Jets, so maybe he has to go to one team, and then that team trades him to the Jets. Or the Jets move up and switch quarterbacks and get somebody that the Texans want. I mean, this could be a lot of shifting puzzle pieces, and the Texans may end up just giving him away for peanuts like they did Hopkins, They may mess this whole thing up so bad that he's just giving to somebody. I mean, it's the Texans. Look at what's happened. Release J.J. Watt. I mean, if you you get rid of him a year or two earlier, you get first-round picks. You got got DeAndre Hopkins leaving for nothing. You you trade him a year or two earlier, even just trading him like normal, you get at least another first-rounder. I mean think of all the different things they could have got and they just squandered it all they've been squandering this league since they squandered, they messed up Carr's older brother, David he got hit so so many times every game smack left right he literally was just like falling to the ground as soon as he was hiking the ball because like, he was just scared for his life whenever they hiked the ball there was people coming from the left people coming from the right coming in his face everywhere and they just i don't know they it's like When you look back at them, they're just like a one-trick pony. They've had the DeAndre Hopkins. It was Andre Johnson before that. Schaub throwing to Andre Johnson. I mean, it just... It's not... It's not great management. And I hope that wherever Deshaun goes... I hope that he doesn't pull the same shit again because I've heard that a couple times and it does make me worry. Like, this trade request was after they traded DeAndre whenever he signed that contract. Like, what, everything that that he's, like the front office supposedly, he's won now because he doesn't agree with the front office, well... They were doing this terrible, terrible, terrible roster assemblage and coaching squanders of leads, game questionable game calls, questionable game plan, questionable roster decisions, all of the all of this stuff was going on and he signed this massive extension in September. And now he's telling them he's not going to play another down? So he goes someplace, doesn't, you know, gets them to give the farm. Like, let's say he goes to Carolina, and they give up the farm. They're terrible because they probably will be. if Whatever team he goes to and they he has to have, you know, that team give up the moon. Like, say it's the Cowboys, they're probably going to have to give up a lot of pieces. But... Well, Maybe an Elliott, maybe a Dak Prescott, maybe a receiver also. So, I mean, I don't know what he left with. The defense sucks. I don't know. I mean... I just... I don't know, I just, I find it hard to believe that a great head coach would forget what it would be like to not have a top five quarterback. You literally, as an organization, would sacrifice, it's almost like in chess, you're queens. But it's almost more like your your king because it's the most important piece. Like the queen is more like your your linebacker, your your quarterback on your defense. When you're talking about a franchise top five quarterback, there are some teams that haven't found one in 30, 40 years. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Who's been Washington's, you know, top five quarterback? The Dolphins, besides Dan Marino. You know, like, some teams get one. You know, like, Broncos got John Elway, and then they ended up getting Peyton Manning after he left the Colts. But, like, to draft a top 10 quarterback is hard. To get a top five, like to land that lottery pick, all stars align like Patrick Mahomes at the Chiefs, so rare. To have him and disrespect him, like we've never seen like if you have a top five quarterback, you do whatever to make him happy. Like, you got to be super confident to let him go. Like, when the Packers let Favre go, they almost lost out on a Super Bowl because Brett Favre almost won another one with the Vikings and probably should have. i don't go into that right now. It was another tangent, but... Whenever you have a top five quarterback, and you let him go? And not really because you want to let him go, like, because you disrespect him, where he feels like he's not appreciated. That just baffles me. Like, so, then what? You're going to go back on the hunt for a quarterback? not the it's not that it's not the best decision it's it's literally mind-blowingly ignorant so it's kind of funny to see how this plays out will anybody want to go to the teams that like the Texans and like the Seahawks like if people are set and stubborn in their ways is it gonna be losing seasons for you for a while until you decide that you're gonna change Or is it gonna be somebody else jumping over there to like for example, you know, maybe Dak goes to Seattle and he's got a chip on his shoulder and they figure it out and they maybe they win. It's gonna be exciting to see how all the pieces go. I wonder if it's gonna be something that I think Deshaun is gonna be held on to. For as long as possible, probably until until the maybe a day or the week before the draft, they're probably gonna try to fix that shit. Like, why would you not want to try to keep your? <laughs> it just don't make no sense. Why would you not want to keep him? It's just it's like at this point it's too late. Like, I don't understand. Salah was the, the dude that he wanted. I just don't... I don't see why they don't even, have, like, interview him. It does It just... Like, these decisions and these things, like... It just shows ultimate disrespect. If you... If you tell me you're gonna do something, then you... You don't even attempt? Like... 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 If they interview... Salah... And then Salah goes to... The Jets... Because it's a... a more money or whatever, then... Sean's like, eh, alright. I mean and this is supposedly like one of several things. It's disrespect. Like, how are you not even how are you gonna tell your your franchise these opinions aren't important? I mean not even just that, how are you gonna tell your fan base? Like seriously, Houston Texan fans? have to be burning their jerseys and hating life right now. Like seriously, if I was the owner of the Texans, I would clear fucking house. I would seriously fire every every person in the front office and I would openly write a public letter to Deshaun saying, I am so sorry that it's came to this. What do we have to do to keep you? we'll clear everybody out we'll bring whoever you want in from here what do we have to do from here to fix this i mean literally three of the arguably top seven quarterbacks are going to be available and I, i not necessarily available but would go other places you know and then you throw in you know Those, I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers. I do not feel like he is happy in Green Bay. I feel like they disrespect him over and over and over and over, and he's he's just swallowing it. Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, and, I mean, it's just... It's wild to see just... what is going to happen next you know that's my favorite part but whenever you talk about Deshaun Watson too how are you going to explain that to fans like he's on peop- he, he's on kids bedrooms jerseys in the in the closet and now he's saying he's never going to wear your uniform ever again. It's crazy, you know? As we see these these teams switch quarterbacks and draft new quarterbacks and this is one of the most exciting time periods to ever watch football. And last year was great. I feel like it was dampened by no crowd. Football is a very crowd-oriented sport. It brings energy into it. So with COVID, light at the end of the tunnel with COVID and with, you know, breathing life back into a somewhat stale team roster's I just, I think it's crazy how it happened, though. Like, you just don't really uh, think that people, you know, I just never thought that Russell Wilson would be in the situation where he's kind of being taken for granted. You know, it's it's kind of a, a, a nuts situation. But, like, with Chicago, you know, Aaron Rodgers just ran away with that division. I don't feel like the Vikings are going to be in it. So, when you're talking about the Lions, I mean, they downgraded a quarterback. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't really see them putting up a fight. So, it's, I mean, the Bears got a great defense. So, I mean, who who can they get? It's interesting that uh, a cold-weather city like that Um, that you would list as a team that you would want to go to but you know they they don't sign Allen Robinson they gotta figure out a way to get some offensive pieces for Russell Wilson he can't do it all by himself and he, something but I mean he's definitely one of those players that you like I know blew up Chicago's airwaves, but he wants to come here, you know. So, I mean, he give you a good five, six years at least. He's only thirty-two. So, sit, you know, just give him the word. Tell him, hey, we'll build around you. Shit, make this. We'll we'll draft and we'll. Pick up in free agency whoever you want. We'll give you a, a, a certain amount of money to work with to let us keep our defense. We'll give you a certain amount of money to work with. And, and you know, empower him. I mean, I think that's really any of the, what any of these quarterbacks want. They want to be respected and empowered to fill their best game. You think Aaron Rodgers, after getting the ball taken out of his hands, on the goal line, you think he feels empowered and respected? It's trash. And it, to me, it's absolutely asinine that he don't go somewhere else and say, you know what? You like this Jordan Love kid? He had a year to, to learn. Let him have a go with this. You know, if, if you guys are, are going to, keep doing these things and keep playing this the, the ball this way go on ahead let him do this and let me go to a you know take over the Saints or go to San Francisco or take a trip and go to Bill Belichick I don't know there's so many different go to the Bears and be a rival in division imagine that Aaron Rodgers in a Bears uniform simply because they didn't respect him. And all these young quarterbacks, I mean, how in the world do you expect, you know, people and grown men that have been playing their positions for their craft for their lifetime for some people 10 to 14 years with a great coaching scheme you know great overall talent on defense scheming against a young quarterback and up with a bad coach a bad scheme bad situation bad talent bad line no running backs average receivers and you're saying, go out there you're the number one pick go out there, Joe Burrow and you hurt him it's foolish and you make bad decisions in the front office, it's gonna lead to bad decisions on the field and (laughs) it's just wild how it seems like the same teams do the same things over and over and over and over and over and it turns out for them the same and they do the same thing still and then it's like they don't learn from the mistakes of other teams because they just repeat you know you somehow end up with years and years in a row of Roethlisberger just throwing and throwing and throwing 50, 60, 70 times a game and him having five, six, seven turnovers and then just keep doing it like it's like it, you know like the chiefs whenever they were playing in the super bowl you know i kept waiting like you play madden a lot you 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 run into players that have good game plans right like they just know these like little meta blitzes or whatever where they get to you quick it's real cute you know You got to do something different. And for a team like the Chiefs with talent from front to back, more speed than you can imagine, to get beat the same way all game was so fucking disappointing. I can't even describe it. Like, Andy Reid and that coaching staff had to have been on Mars mentally. Like, that wreck or whatever it was had to have. Like they, they had no game plan. Their their whole entire offensive game plan was literally the same. Drop back twenty yards scramble around and let Mahomes get beat up and the receivers get beat up. And like where is whenever you get blitz and Madden, the number one thing that you you always know To do is check downs, uh, (laughs) slants, screens, curls, like comebacks, out routes, bubble routes, jet sweeps, and they did none of it. Like, just get the ball to Tyreek Hill or somebody, have them do a jet sweep, like they did nothing, nothing to like, no quick screens to Kelsey they like, I just kept waiting for them to try something different and adjust a little bit um and they didn't It's like the weirdest, one of the weirdest games I ever watched was the Super Bowl. I've never seen, I've never seen a quarterback play like that. Like scramble around, drop. I've never seen anybody's game plan be to drop back 20 yards that is a new one uh let's double triple drop back and then there's no pocket right so if you know they're gonna come through your game plan obviously should have been quick routes and screens and uh, like uh, halfback curl outs like you gotta be the patient game and they gotta stop blitzing like that like Actually, in reality, they really didn't even blitz because, like, they knew what they were doing. They were just going to keep dropping back, so they were just going around the outside of the pocket. But, like, the Chiefs on defense blitzed, like, crazy. And Brady was too smart for it. Like, he did everything that I'm talking about. Like, he did all the checks, the, the slants, the the curls, the, the screens, all those things that the patient get the first downs and they actually were running the ball. Like the Chiefs were the most not ready to play team I've ever seen. And it's sad. Like I, I wanted to watch a better game than that. I really did. Like, that's the one thing I wanted to see was just a better game. But going into next year and this next offseason, we're going to be looking at some completely different situations. You know, how, how set are the Raiders with Carr? I think they need to let it play. Because they've got that relationship, that bond. He's now so many years deep into the system let car blossom you know he's one of the few people to beat the chiefs at full force there's something there but looking into the next couple weeks and into the draft and into free agency i think one of the big things to look at is who's gonna want to go where because whenever one person's not treated with respect it doesn't really make you want to go and see if you'll be different It takes a couple dominoes to start falling and then other teams are going to have the frying pan, the heat cranked up on them. Because if Russell Wilson writes a letter and you're one of the four teams he would go to and you don't end up making the deal happen, and then you end up with nobody but Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky again... You may have an exodus of the Chicago Bears like people leaving Houston. Until next time, have a great day.